Hi, this is Lindy, the creator and host of Lindy's Audio Cafe, a podcast focused on positive and thought-provoking stories. Life gets busy, and in the race for happiness, we sometimes forget it's often the smaller things in life that truly matter. My podcast is focused on the stories that don't make tabloids, the basics that make you smile, the kindness of people who help make the world a better place. Yeah, we need a bit more of that. But before we get started, please be sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss future episodes. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Lindy's Audio Cafe. My name is Lindy, and I'm absolutely delighted to be your host once again today. Uh, I'd like to extend a very hearty welcome to anybody who's new listening to my podcast series. A very quick overview for you as well. Uh, This podcast is fully intended to be focused on positive and thought-provoking stories. I'm trying to keep it lighthearted, so if you're tuning in and you're looking for a lot of nasty gossip and sensationalism, you're not going to find it here. What you're going to find is a little podcast that focuses on the smaller things in life, the things that really matter, and hopefully gets you thinking at the end of the day. Uh, gets you thinking about positive things and things that make a difference um, and ways that we can make a difference as we head out into the world. So that's what I'm all about. And uh, my podcast is coming up to two years now. In October, I'll be celebrating two years with the podcast going. Uh, It's kind of cool. I discovered the other day that I've actually reached people in 35 countries around the world. That's pretty big. I've only traveled to a couple countries around the world, but my voice has traveled to 35 of them, and that's cool. So listen, if you're listening to my podcast and you're from somewhere outside of Canada, um, I think that's kind of cool, and I would love it if you would send me a note through my website or through my Lindy's Audio Cafe podcast page. You can reach me either way. It would be great to just find out how did you hear about me. Um, Were you just signed up for podcasts and I showed up in a news feed? Or uh, was there a topic that I talked about that happened to be something of interest to you? I'm just curious. It's like, how did somebody 10,000 kilometers away from me end up finding out about my little podcast? That's kind of cool. But it's great to have you with me here. And, um, you know, something that I always say at the end of my podcast, and I'm going to say it right now, my theme is always smiles come in all languages and in all colors. And I'm very big on inclusion and uh, diversity. I'm very big on um, everybody treating everybody fairly. It doesn't matter what color of skin you have. It doesn't matter how you identify. It doesn't matter where you live. What's most important to me is that everybody just treats everybody kindly. That's what matters the most, and that's what this is all about. So uh, yesterday... I had a really great podcast. Um, So here we are, you know, we're at the end of July here in 2023. And I um, recorded a super great podcast with a fellow yesterday. He'd he'd worked in the same job for over 22 years. And, you know, finally reached a point where he knew it was time to move on and do something different. And I say kudos to that because it's a big decision when you've worked in something for a long time to make that move. Um, For whatever reason you choose to do it, it's a big decision to do that. I know a lot of people stay in jobs because they feel a loyalty to whoever they've worked for. Sometimes they stay in jobs because they're afraid they won't be okay at doing something else. Um, Or sometimes the pay and benefits are so good that they just really can't see doing anything else. And then there's a lot of people out there that work at jobs for a long time. They don't like what they're doing, but they're afraid to make a move. 
or they don't have a choice and and they're stuck in those jobs for a long time because their life circumstances dictate that they need to have that job and that money and they don't have other options and uh, you know I feel bad for people when they're in a job they don't like that can be really tough because you spend most of your life uh, when you're working most of your waking hours are spent in your job if you're working full-time And it's so important that you like what you're doing because those are the memories that you're going to take with you for a long, long time. Uh, I've been really lucky in my life. I've done a multitude of different things. And if you've ever looked on my bio on my website at lindysaudiocafe.com, you'll you'll see from my bio that I have done a lot of different things in my life. And I always say that, you know, my biggest degree came from the University of Life. Okay, I, I can't claim the fame on that one that actually came from my sister um, in the Yukon she always says that she's a degree from the University of Life well University of Life does bring a lot uh, to the table and the older we get the more experience we have the more our hindsight's always 2020. Uh, there's a lot of things that if I knew now what I knew 10 years 20 years 40 years ago I might do them differently but there's a lot of things I'd still do the same Uh, And there's something, you know, I thought about this whole working thing after this podcast yesterday. And it's interesting. I guess I'm going to backtrack a bit here. When I was recording the podcast with my guest yesterday, I was talking about guest comfort when I'm recording. And, uh, you know, I had worked with an old veteran. um, He wasn't old at the time, but I'd, I'd worked with a veteran broadcaster a long time ago, back in the late 1990s. And he taught me a lot in the workplace. But he, he taught me a lot about, not just about how to properly work in a radio station, but he also taught me about the ethics of working with people. And I was telling uh, my podcast guest about him yesterday. Uh, it was interesting. We were talking about guest comfort, and I was telling my guest how it was so important to me when somebody comes on the show, I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. I mean, if you're putting yourself out there and you're talking on the air and you're letting people hear your voice, the last thing you want to do is feel uncomfortable with what you've said. And you you have to have a bit of trust in your podcast host that they recognize that you're dedicating your time to helping their show. The last thing you want is somebody who's going to be an arsehole and put you out there in in a light that doesn't make you feel comfortable. That would be horrible. That would not be a kind thing to do. So I always assure people, you know what, if we're recording, suddenly you get into a big coughing fit or... You burp. <laughs> Nobody's burped on the show yet, but I have had some people with coughing fits. You know, if something like that happens, I, I'm not going to put that out. I'm going to edit it out. Um, you know, a little cough or sniffle here and there is not a big deal. It's all natural sounding. But, you know, when something happens in the middle of your recording, or if you say something and you go, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said that, please don't air that. I'm not going to be a jerk and do that. I'm going to make sure I edit that out because it's so important to me that my guests feel comfortable on the show. And I just think of it again, like if you went to a photographer and you had them taking your picture and then they turned around and took the one where you were blinking in all the pictures and didn't put your best side forward, that'd be really crappy. Doesn't mean I have to go out and get my photo edited or anything like that. Um, I don't need to have a bunch of enhancements done on it, but just don't put the one of me blinking out there. Well, you know, podcasts are kind of the same. I don't necessarily need to enhance your voice or make a lot of changes. But yeah, if you do have something happening and, and you're coughing lots in the show, absolutely. I want to make it the best for you. And, you know, years ago, I was working in a northern radio station. This was back in the late 1990s. Uh, I was a local area sales manager for a small CHR format radio station. 
And I had the pleasure of working with a gentleman, and I will say gentleman because he was. He was a veteran radio broadcaster. He'd worked for years with CBC, and uh, he was now over in this little community station, radio station, and he was working in the newsroom. He taught me a lot while I was working with him. Um, And some of the things that he taught me, number one, were to always make your guests feel comfortable. I'd often see this gentleman when he was out there working on the front lines and, you know, he liked to cover a lot of community events. He had a recording and, you know, things were not quite so fancy in those days with all the editing and that. He'd come back into the studio and he'd be off in the production room and he'd be editing those clips and, you know, you'd see him working away trying to make it just right. I remember chatting to him about it one day and I said, hey, you spend a lot of time on that. You really do want to make it just right. He goes, of course I do, because if people feel comfortable when they're recording with me, they're going to want to come back and chat again. He goes, and the last thing I want to do is make somebody not feel good about that. He goes, they're so excited to hear themselves on the air. And if I don't portray them in the best light possible, then they're not going to be excited with that. And they're, they're not going to have a great experience. And he goes, why would I do that? I want people to feel good. Well, that was cool. I learned a lot from him. And this gentleman that I'm talking about, his name was Ron. Many Yukoners would be familiar with him. His name was Ron McFadgen. And yeah, he was well known for the time that he worked at CBC. My memories of Ron go back to when I was a little girl growing up in the Yukon. Uh, We had an annual um, celebration called Yukon Sourdough Rendezvous. It was like a celebration of the Klondike Gold Rush days. Everybody dressed up in, you know, Gold Rush era costumes. There was lots of fun. And uh, there was always a fiddle contest every year. And the fiddle contest was huge. I mean, a lot of the fiddlers from around the territory would come in. We'd have fiddlers from Old Crow. We had fiddlers from all over. And every year, Ron McFadgen was there, and he was always introducing the fiddle show. I don't know. I just, when I think of the fiddle show, I think of Ron. I mean, that's just how it was back in the day. So it was pretty exciting for me when I started working in the radio station, and Ron came to work there, and I was like, that's the guy from the fiddle show. (laughs) It was kind of cool. Um, But, you know, I had a chance to get to know him a little bit. And, you know, he's very focused when he really had something and he was on a mission to get something done. It was very hard to get him to stray away from his focus on that because he he would persevere. He wanted to get that interview. He was going to make it happen. And I remember how much he loved driving around in that little community cruiser. Uh, He was a bit of a perfectionist about certain things. And I can remember him coming into my office one day, throwing his hands in the air. And he's going... Oh, why can't they get it right? It's bouquet, bouquet, not bouquet. And I'm going, what? And he's going, bouquet, it's a bouquet of flowers. And I'm like, hmm, do I tell him I call it bouquet? I don't know. (laughs) So I just smiled and nodded and made myself a little reminder to look it up online and find out how do you really say it? Okay, he was right. It's supposed to be bouquet. I still say bouquet. Sorry. (laughs) But, you know, I remember that. And I remember, you know, he would get on that kick over kilometer versus kilometer as well, too. He really didn't like it if people were pronouncing it the incorrect way. Now, I can't even remember what the right way was. I think it depends where you're at. But I do recall those were two things for him. Bouquet or bouquet, kilometer versus kilometer. Yeah interesting what we remember but what I do remember the most about him was his care and compassion for people wanting to cover the non-profit organizations the small entrepreneurs the people that were out there trying to make a difference he tried to help them have their voices heard so they could continue to make a difference 
And, you know, I, I ended up changing career paths and moving into something different. And I never had that chance to go back and thank him for the things that he taught me during that time. Maybe I didn't even show enough appreciation at the time. And it's funny how sometimes years later, when you're no longer in a job, you'll think about things people taught you and think, gee, I wished I'd reached out and told them that I really appreciated that because truly I did. And, you know, it was quite sad yesterday because I'd had this great chat with my podcast guest and I was telling him all about Ron and the lessons I'd learned from him. And then after I was done recording, um, I go online and I couldn't believe it. It was online that Ron had just passed away recently. Um, Literally, I just finished this podcast and then I pull up Facebook and there it is. I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, you know, Um, and I just felt a touch of sadness because he truly was such a nice gentleman. So I'm just going to say a quick note here that, you know, during this podcast today, I'm I'm thinking about his family and his friends and his former co-workers and the people whose lives he touched in so many positive ways. I'm thinking about you today. It's always hard when we lose somebody who's close to us. You know, when we go to work, Uh, We build relationships with people around us. Most of the time they're good, sometimes they're not. Um, But we learn a lot about people when we work with them side by side. Uh, People are people, they're not their title. And I've worked with people from all levels. I've worked with people who are chief financial officers. I've worked with people who are washing dishes in the back end of the restaurant. I've worked with people in all walks of life. I've worked in various roles that some people would say come from all walks of life Uh, and and I've seen sometimes how people will treat you differently depending on your title and I think that's a very sad thing It, it is very sad whether you carry the title manager behind your name whether you are the president of something Um, or whether you're simply working quietly behind the scenes, supporting another person or organization does not change who you are. A title is not who you are. And I know we talked a little bit about that in the podcast yesterday, that you are not your title. And I was so grateful for Dan when he mentioned that in the podcast yesterday, because I'm so big on that. You are not your title. You are who you are. And, you know, it's interesting. In the past few years, I've had a chance to reconnect with some people that I worked with a long time ago. And uh, one of them was actually kind of cool. I had a lady that I'd worked with probably, I don't know, I'm going to say maybe 15 years ago, called me up out of the blue. And she'd managed to get a hold of me through a former employer. She found out where I lived and phoned me. And she just wanted to reminisce. The two of us had got along so good in the workplace. We had lots of laughs together. And, you know, I'd moved away. We'd all gone our own ways and we'd lost touch. And it was really bothering her. She wanted to touch base with me and just say hello and see how I was doing. It meant so much to me, you know, to get this phone call out of the blue 15 years later from this wonderful lady from the Yukon um, saying, I just needed to find you and I wanted to talk to you and I just wanted to say hello. And she told me that I'd made a difference in her life. And I never really thought I made a difference in anybody's life in that particular place I worked at. I just did my thing. But this lady um, reached out to me to tell me that. And she has no idea how much that meant to me. 
I had a couple people that I really didn't click well with in a few workplaces, and it wasn't often. It was just a couple of times that it happened, and uh, it's just one of those things that, you know, you just felt like the vibes weren't right. You weren't really enjoying yourself. You felt like it was always a bit of a struggle, so you decided to move on and go somewhere else where you, you just felt a little bit more comfortable. Um, I never harbored hard feelings against anybody when I left a workplace because I always know that, you know, there's people working in those jobs and and it's not always possible for everybody to see eye to eye. Uh, But it's amazing, you know, what can happen when somebody will reach out to you years later and let you know that even though they didn't show it at the time, they appreciated you. And it's so cool when they do that and they don't wait until it's too late when you're no longer here to do that. Uh, I had somebody that I worked with a long, long time ago where we did kind of butt heads a little bit. And I eventually left that job because I just was not in a state at that time to be button heads with anybody. I just knew it was time to move on and go and do something else. So I, I left a job because of that. And and I didn't dislike the job that I was doing. Well, there were parts of it I didn't really like, but for the most part, it was okay. Um, But there was this conflict that had led me to leave. And years later, I got a phone call from the person that was on the other end of the conflict. I don't want to say he or she or identify anybody by saying this. I'll just say that that person that I talked to called me up out of the blue and said, I just want to apologize to you. I was going through a lot of yucky things at that time. I was going through a horrible time in my personal life. And I kind of took it out on you in the workplace. And it wasn't fair And I'm really sorry, and I wished we'd have had a chance to work together again. I was quite surprised by that, and it meant so much to me, because deep down inside, I knew that person had a lot of goodness. I really knew it. Um, I just knew that I couldn't work that way at that particular time. And it goes back to reminding you that sometimes when you're working with somebody, if they get a little bit grumpy or short-tempered or they're not easy to work with, sometimes it's not about you. Sometimes it's about something that's going on in their life. And if you can find a way to communicate and say, let's sit down and talk about this. What's really going on? Why are you reacting this way? What can we do? Sometimes if you can have a proper communication, you can avoid those things ever coming to a head. And, you know, I really look back at that person that reached out to me. And I think that took a lot of guts to do that. Like that took a lot. And I have so much respect for that person who took the time to come forward and phone me and say, I'm sorry. You know, that's huge. And it also took a big weight off my shoulders because when I left that job, I had a lot of self-doubt. And I started questioning myself going, what is it that I'm doing wrong? Why is it that I'm triggering this person to be so grumpy all the time? What is it I've done wrong? I can't figure it out. And I was trying everything I could at that time to make myself do better, strive better, succeed better, be more accommodating. And I just couldn't do things better than I could. And to hear years later, um, that person contact me and say, it was not your fault, it was me. It, It really did help a lot. And I hope if you've ever worked for somebody and they come back and they say that to you, that you can be forgiving. I mean, it happened to me not that long ago. I'm serious. I actually had another person who had been rather grumpy with me in a workplace come up to me not that long ago and apologize also and say, you were really good at what you were doing and I'm so sorry this happened. Well, same thing. That person that apologized to me had an incredible amount of stress going on in their lives at that time, a huge amount of stress. And a lot of us, if faced with that amount of stress, probably wouldn't be coping that well either. 
And you have to be able to look at the whole picture sometime. It doesn't mean when you're working in an environment that you have to take it. It doesn't mean that you have to stick around and allow yourself to be bullied or talked down to or mistreated in any way. But it does allow you to have the opportunity to look at people and see beyond what is happening and once again realize people are people. People in the workplace have lives outside the workplace. And sometimes those things can cause hardships that make people react in different ways. And if you can try to be understanding of the whole person, sometimes you have a better chance of being able to rescue those working relationships. And I don't know where I'm coming with with all of this. I guess just all of it got me thinking yesterday. I mean, I was thinking about Ron again, and I had no issues with him. We got along great, but I never thanked him. I never went back and thanked him for what he taught me. And, you know, I'd even thought about it about a year ago. I'd looked him up on Facebook and I thought, yeah, I'd love to reach out to him and just say thank you for what you taught me. But I never did. And I should have. Um, And I think about the people that have kindly reached out to me and apologized for things that happened in the workplace. And I think I'm so glad they did because it just makes my life easier, makes me feel better and probably makes them feel better, too, because they know that I've forgiven them. And everybody's got a clean slate and we can all move forward together. So, you know, if you're out there and you've ever had a falling out with somebody in any way, sometimes when you sit back and look at it, you might think, you know what, they're actually a pretty good person. I'm actually a pretty good person. We just couldn't come to a meeting of the minds. Or somebody made a mistake and you know we just couldn't seem to get over that mistake or somebody did somebody wrong and somebody wasn't finding room for forgiveness in their heart it's amazing how much forgiveness can um, lighten the burden for you if you're able to let go and allow somebody to be remorseful and to move forward and when you don't do that you risk losing out on some really good relationships. When you can't be forgiving, you risk missing out on good people that might be part of your circle. So yeah, if you've ever worked with anybody and you've never had a chance to say thank you for things they've taught you or things they did for you, do it now. doesn't matter if you haven't talked to them for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Why not pen a paper, send a note, send a note online, send a note on paper, uh, pick up the phone, give a phone call. But if somebody's done something good for you in the workplace, by all means, reach out to them and let them know that. Because these people that have reached out to me in the last few years to either say sorry or just to say I miss you, how are you doing? It meant so much to me. It really did. And I find, you know, now I'm thinking about all this, there's a few people I want to go back before it's too late. And I want to thank them because they're people that did a lot for me in my lifetime when I was working in positions and needed a little bit of help with learning or somebody that gave me a chance and gave me a first job. Those are all people that I'm very grateful for. So on that note, I think I am going to wrap things up here. I got on a bit of a ramble about this, you know, but I think it was all sparked with the fact that, you know, I I saw this note online that somebody I'd worked with had now passed on and it was bothering me that I had never said thank you for the things that he took the time to share with me or to teach me. And I hope um, as you move forward, you definitely take advantage of that and say thank you to people who are around you as well. And thank yourself and give yourself credit too, because sometimes we're too hard on ourselves. And sometimes when we stop and we look back, we realize we actually were doing a pretty good job. 
So on that note, I am going to wrap it up here. Um, I'm going to be doing a little bit more uh, solo podcasts now. A little bit less on the YouTube, as I think I might have mentioned earlier. I am a single person show here. I do everything, the recording, the editing, the production, the whole works. And uh, having to comb my hair to be on YouTube is a little too much. (laughs) Just kidding. But it is a little bit much sometimes to me to keep up the YouTube end. So we're going to have a little bit more on the audio. Make sure you hit subscribe um, so that you don't miss out on any more of my future podcasts. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please, by all means, do share it uh, on your social. Uh, Positive comments are always welcome on my website at www.lindysaudiocafe.com. Uh, or you can always put, uh, you know, like a nice review on whatever podcast app you're listening to. That sure would make my day. And if you have something crappy to say, email me. <laughs> All right. Okay. On that note, everybody, go out there. Have a great week. Uh, remember that smiles come in all languages and all colors, and uh, we're all in this world together. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to click like and share it so others can enjoy it also. Join the Lindy's Audio Cafe podcast group for updates. Oh, and positive reviews are always welcome as well. (laughs) Check the show notes for updated links. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.